1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 266. we can have a returning guest to the show. We're we'll going to talk about some alternative options to playing fantasy baseball in these weird days we have ahead of us. You can find him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson and all of his awesome work at rotawire.com. Jeff, how are we doing, man?
2: Doing well. You know, I'm I'm doing more podcasts, it seems like. I did Chris mm-hmm. Harris's football one last night. I'm doing yours today. I'm, I'm happy to do that. You know, it's happy to be, it's a nice diversion to actually talk about what we do, as opposed to just keeping up on the news and the constant drumbeat of news. So it's, it's, it's a pleasure to do this.
1: I appreciate it. That's that's one thing uh, that when you say that, I, I try to kind of keep with the, the beat of the drum, even through all the toughness, because it seems like as down as the days can be getting on the mic and just talking about what we love to talk about, it makes life so much better. So, um, and if we could help anybody pass the time, it's a beautiful thing. Exactly. So um, the reason why I got in touch with you besides just uh, talking baseball in general is I, uh, I learned from you a long, long time ago that you were in a Stratomatic league years ago. And uh, I hear you mention it every draft season. And you talk about it off and on throughout the season. And I had uh, a listener ask us about Stratomatic because he has a little home league. He plays in and I thought it'd be a fun idea. I saw um, Stratomatic's actually going to um, simulate the 2020 season while we're in waiting and they're going to, Do little write ups on it and everything. So, we'll just start out with the simple part. What is Stratomatic Baseball from your experience? What is it?
2: Okay, so it's a a simulation game. You know, uh, it's one, as opposed to fantasy, and there's a fantasy element to it, but as opposed to like roto or head to head um, or or any other points league, it's trying to simulate real life baseball. You set your lineup, you choose who your starters are, how deep into games they go, uh, who the closer is, who, you know, your platoons, the defense matters. Uh, you know, it's not, you're not chasing stolen bases. You're not chasing closers. You're setting your lineup. And it's, as opposed to something like score sheet, uh, Stratomatic, you actually know all the stats of the players going in. Uh, You have a core, you can have a redraft league or you can do what I do. I'm in this monster 30 team uh, Strat Keeper League where we keep, you know, I think 18, 19 players, no, 20 players even. but, you know, there's no minor leaguers. It's all guys that have played, you know, played a minimum threshold of innings before uh, to be even eligible to have a card. Or some sometimes a guy misses a whole season, so you have an uncarded player that doesn't count against your limit, and you can hold on to him and wait out the injury if you want. Or they were in Japan for a year or whatever. You can do that, too. But, you know, you're the one that is deciding. And, and, you actually, and then, you know, a, a, the way I play it, we play the online version computer i should say the computer version it's not you don't have to necessarily play your games online uh but the home team usually plays out the game so that means for all decisions in game you get to decide okay i'm going to take this pitcher out now you know there's a fatigue Mm -hmm. factor to it there there's there's all sorts of cool things about it you decide okay am i going to send this runner to home or am i going to hold him at third am i going to choose to do a hit and run i decide how often they bunt if they bunt ever yeah, I can be the Houston Astros if I want non-cheating version. Um all sorts of cool stuff there. So it, it's it's it is a form of fantasy cuz we're composing our own teams of various, you know, you know, from you draft players from the various pools and all that, but it's also playing out quote-unquote real games.
1: Yeah, that's what seems pretty pretty neat about it. I know it was made like in the 60s as a board game that people rolled right. the dice and you know checked out the cards like you're talking about and then just, this is just my research uh, in the last few days. Uh, going online and the, um, the windows version, like you're talking about, I didn't go too deep into it. Cause that's pretty interesting that um, you can actually do like a almost pick the plays as they go type situation. Um, I, I messaged you earlier in the week when I saw they have an, an app on your phone. So I, I downloaded the app and you can do a free, like six league kind of simulation thing. It was pretty cool because it was taking players back from like 1960 to now. And it did the draft for you, so you didn't have to draft it. They've been playing games. My my team records like three and two right now. But I don't even I don't make any decisions. I just go. Can you like the league you're in? Do you actually go online? Like, there's a set time to play the game, or do you play it when you
2: want to play it? How do you go about deciding when you're going to like make your moves and everything? Oh, you do it when you you know you do it when you're ready to go. Uh, you you okay. play it unless it's like a playoff game. Then you're supposed to get online and do net play, and you just have to just schedule with your competitor. Um, and if you and, and honestly, if you want during the regular season, you could do that, too. Uh, it's just usually more expedient just to run your own home games. And that's yeah. the way it's the home team runs, runs their part of the schedule. So you set your what, your manager file mm-hmm. and it sets all your preferences for you. Do you want to be aggressive with still on bases? Do you want to be conservative? Do you do you have and you, you set your lineup for lefties versus righties? If you really want to dive into it, you want you have you, you can set a cer- certain lineup for that opposing team's pitcher if you happen to be running against them, and the whole idea is you look ahead to you know, what we're supposed to do too is set our starting pitcher schedule for the month. So, and we, we run the games every month on a monthly basis, uh, and so it, you you kind of can look ahead and see okay he's got three left you know two lefties and a righty schedule for this week. This might be a time to sneak in an extra game for my backup catcher. Maybe I'll do that Mm -hmm. because you're limited also in the amount of plate appearances they've had over the previous season. So our rule is you can have like 25%, uh, 125% of that player's playing time, basically. Uh, And you'll find that it's because we don't have pickups in season. Mm -hmm. We don't have, like they do, the ability to call guys up, send guys down when someone gets hurt. So you kind of have to manage the innings appropriately and the at-bats appropriately. You don't want to use them all up by the end of the season, especially if you're in a playoff race. You want to be able to, and there, there's penalties for overuse. You'll lose players if you, if you overuse them too. So it, it you know, managing that the player's time is also an important skill.
1: Okay. That, that's interesting. So there, there's more to, like you said, it's not just your standard fantasy league. It's almost more like you're, you're a real life baseball GM right. and GM uh, that, that, and
2: manager and, and, and that, base coach and, 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 you know, <laughs> and trainer really in a way uh, <laughs> that you right. are trying to manage these guys that
1: brings a lot of fun to it. If you're like a diehard baseball fan, if you're just kind of the novice that wants to uh, just play fantasy and rack up points and try to win some money in the NFC or something, this might not be for you. But um, if, if you like the the strategy of the game and everything, that's interesting with your lead that you have going. And if people go online, they can see the, the different options. Do you have to buy the new set of cards every year or does it just keep updating? Yeah, you and- do.
2: You And okay. in my case, you're downloading a file basically. Uh, you could get the physical card set if you want. Um, that's right. they still do that. Yeah, uh, and if do. you have a local league, that's great. Although That'd right now awesome. in today's day and age, well, maybe not as much. Uh, true, an advantage. True. But one and this league's kind of crazy too. Not only is it the thirty leagues, but there's some really awesome players. Todd Zola is in this league. Dean nice. Peterson from StatSync. Uh, you know he's, he used to be in Wars, but longtime guy in our industry. Brendan Roberts used to. You know he used to be at the ESPN. Uh, you know he, he's. You know he another great industry guy. Uh, are, are all in this league. Jason Gray used to be in it. Joe Sheehan used mm-hmm. to be in it. Um, for obvious reasons, Jason can't be in it now. Uh, yeah. so, and Brendan's now at the athletic too. I want to make sure I give him credit where he's at. I just want uh, not just formally ESPN, but the funny <laughs> thing is it's some of these old school guys that have the best teams that aren't industry guys. Um, yeah. and, and, and in fairness, they, they probably put more time into it and do it right. You know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to have probably 16 to 20 leagues this year for Roto, four score sheet teams in the strat team. So unfortunately I can't treat it like I I should do it properly, but uh, you know, it's fun. It's a, and now I'm going to have more time than ever. It's kind of crazy. Like early on, we're starting our season a month earlier. Usually we don't start our season we don't start playing the games until May 1st. Uh, We do that stagger on purpose because you know, everybody's got their drafts and their other leagues and, And for those of us that are industry types, I mean, the run up to the opening day is obviously crazy. And so that's just one thing we can kind of wait on a little bit there. But now I'm like so thankful that I've got this.
1: Yeah, that's why I think it's the fun conversation to talk about, because I remember Um, There was an old card game when I was younger and you had the dice and you had, you collect, you got packs of cards and you collected it and they had the numbers on them. And then you like, you made your roster and you went and sat down and played someone. It was, it was a ton of fun. So it kind of has the same element to that a little bit, Uh, obviously more inclined if you're talking about, you know, going second to home on a single stuff along that nature. Uh, You mentioned you set your stuff every month, your lineups and all that stuff. And and on the app, it it has those options, like your left-handed lineup, your right-handed lineup. It's pretty cool. It's actually so far so good. You can read write-ups in the morning if you want, how the games went the night before. It's, it's kind of neat. Um, yeah. I'm starting to slowly get the hang of it. On average, how long does it take you every uh, scoring period or every time you sit down to set and form all the stuff you want to feel comfortable
2: going into that next period? So it'll take me, if I'm doing it right, 45 minutes to an hour. But you can do it in 15 minutes if you want uh and play the games it's usually about a half an hour per game uh and you, you I, I think there are some autoplay options if you want but i don't want to do that i want to yeah. actually play the games out and one of the things we're supposed to do too is we uh do some write-ups after the game i you know some people get more creative than others you know they they hal as, as we like to call it because the founder of uh founder of stratum his first name's hal uh there hal actually will do an auto-generated write-up but I like mm-hmm. to do my own instead, and they so tend to you be guys all do your own write-ups on there thing. too. Say that again.
1: You guys so, all do your own write Uh
2: eh, Most people don't. I just I'm just oh, enough. That'd of a be so to much so. fun, though.
1: That'd be yeah, fun. It's
2: more fun to do it that way. Yep. Even if it's just a headline, you know, yeah. uh, just something like that. But you know, I'll create some elements there and all that. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, let's face let's face it. Anything you you do, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it uh the Definitely. more the more fun it is uh to try to do that, and I enjoy it. not everybody wants to do do the write ups, but uh you know some people do and it's great, and I like it when they do and uh I'll tell you what though these these guys have been playing for longer than I have, and mm-hmm. I've been playing like maybe six seven eight years uh but these, there are some guys that are really good players, and you know just because they're not quote unquote industry guys doesn't mean they're that I have this special font and knowledge that makes me better <laughs> i I try to know the player pool really well but there's as always, with any game, it's knowing the players and knowing the game itself. If you're any sort of gamer, you mm-hmm. gotta know the little details that make that particular game tick and i'm I'm sure you, and you'll 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 experience this the more you do it that Strat has its own set of uh, a set of rules and set of idiosyncrasies that make it a lot better.
1: yeah, it's like your uh, your good buddy, Clay Link likes to say, know the league format. Yep. <laughs> it goes so much farther in in the makeup here and and I've heard you talk about it where splits come into play so many more things when you're you're picking your roster um what kind of strategies if you know you say you're starting a league now what kind of draft strategies or team forming strategies would you kind of have in mind now that you've played you know six seven eight years
2: um I think defense is overlooked a lot, and that's one of the things I think Strat will get you to appreciate is who really is strong defensively. And you know, granted, there are there are good defensive stats out there, zone ratings, war, defensive war. You know, you know, a lot more that you can dig into too. Uh, Baseball Info Solutions has got great stuff. You know, you know, Baseball Savant's now coming out with more and more stuff. All oh, the Statcast era, we're getting some more, better and better data. But you know, prior to that, you know, when we play our roto leagues. We care about defense in so much as it gets our players playing time, but we don't really care about it from a gaming standpoint. Well, here you have to. So I I think it, you know, getting that strong defense up the middle is kind of really important. It's a big deal there. Uh, You learn you you factor in durability a lot more. Uh, You factor in the ability to identify splits. Like I was able to fake third base for a number of years, just do a Derek Dietrich, David freeze combo. Now i de- <clears throat> not going to talk stadium. about defense there. Uh, but <laughs> the on-base skills with their platoon splits was perfect. Of course, freeze in his last year, he killed righty. So it kind of messed things up a little bit and Dietrich kind of imploded last year, but uh, it, it, it's fun. You can, I've found that ability to find platoons be, be your own Earl Weaver, if you will uh, is it's fun to be able to pull that off. Uh, and we have the roster size to do that. The major leaguers don't necessarily, uh, yeah. although we, we still keep like an active twenty-five each month uh, and manage the usage accordingly. But uh, it, it's it's nice to find your Renicky Lowenstein out there.
1: <laughs> I love it. So you have a forty you you have a forty-man team, but you keep a twenty-five-man roster. Okay, so I, I like that. And um, when you're, I guess, is there a salary cap when you're drafting this team, or is it just kind of a go for it?
2: Not in ours. Not in ours. Okay. Uh, it's just – it's basically just you, you keep your players. And we keep – and we don't We don't have a full 40-man either. Uh, okay. we a little less than that. Although we try to – we eventually dr- – uh, keep in mind, though, we're in a 30-team league. You play in – you know, you play in other formats, you know, in other leagues, you know, it might be – the roster rules might be different too. But, no, we don't have salary components. You, I'm sure there's a way to make that work. Uh, I'm sure there's – and I haven't played like the – you know the game that like a lot i think that's being offered for this year that they're you know, running that out right now um but you know it, it can be done i'm sure you can find a way to do salary components and i know there's other sim games out there that do there's there's i know one out there uh that used to be that you would get you would take a franchise and you'd get their payroll which is just oh, wow. crazy uh to think about but oh, man <laughs> Yeah, just to to play in a game, play against you know you be the pirates and someone else gets to be the Yankees. No thank you. I just I don't I don't want that challenge. Uh, Yeah, that
1: seems like a little much. Yeah. Um. That that's interesting. So um, all right. So we got the rosters. We got a little bit different format and everything in play there. You said you're in a 30 team league. Um, when you played like your first year, you're probably learning a lot of new things. Like you said, different format and everything. For for someone that just wants to go and have fun for this year while we're waiting for baseball to come, maybe it catches on in the future, but just wants to go have fun, do you have any kind of rec- recommendation on maybe what size league to form? Because I think you can go like 6, 12, 24 on the website. Uh, do you have any preference if just to have fun league?
2: I mean, I think it really depends on who you're playing with. I mean, if you're playing against randoms and it's your mm-hmm. first time, I'd probably just do a 12. I think six would be all all-stars. All, all That'd be yeah. a little too sh- small for a li- my liking. I love the deep dives, you know. Like our yeah. our late great buddy Lar Michaels, he loved yeah. finding those diamonds in the rough. Lar used to be in this league too, actually. Uh, um, he would have been amazing in this league. He was. He was. He yeah. was a lot of fun in this league. Um. Yeah. Lar. Lar lived for our strat drafter. Here. And the thing about, you know, thing about strat too is like you you get to you get that rookie pool, and you're all excited about. Oh, I get. You know people would actually try to trade to try to get those stock those, you know, if you're a rebuilding, you know, you sell off your parts so you can get a couple of top five picks if you can and get Bryce Harper after his rookie year, get that card and, you know, being able to see that potential before they become a star. So you can get those second and third round picks to be worth something in a, you know, 30 team leagues. It's a long time before you get another bite out of that apple, but uh, in a, in a smaller league too. I mean, you just, I, you know, I like to typically build my offensive core, You know, pitching. You know, I think when you're ready to compete, if you're in a in a keeper league, and you know, uh, I think that's when you start adding the aces. You maybe even had trade picks for aces, trade you know, trade some young guys for aces when you've already built your core of a lineup. Uh, But I prefer to build the core of the lineup first, just because uh, I think I feel like they're less prone to injury.
1: That makes a ton of sense. If you're building in a rebuild, definitely get the bats load up there and, and move to the pitching after um when we're talking about the player cards and the stats used for the game we're using the previous season stats correct that is correct okay so that that makes things interesting as well because you mentioned you know Derek Dietrich had a good first half but so he might be a little more beneficial this year than he was on last year's possibly
2: uh who I'm sorry who's the player
1: again uh Derek Dietrich who oh yeah yeah yeah
2: so you know for a couple of months Yep. He was looking pretty good. All right. You know, those, mm-hmm. those homers were looking pretty good at that hot streak. Then he got hit on the wrist and he wasn't the same. So yeah. I and mean, the thing about Dietrich too, is hit by pitch is part of a, on base. And again, and if you're not in, in Roto, yeah, that, that doesn't do much for you. Sure. You can score a few more runs, but in, in Sim, getting that guy on base more often, well, yeah, I'll take mm-hmm. that. Of course you get hit on the wrist and then it ruins your season. And that's the downside of taking a lot of hit by pitches, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, his card isn't that great uh, this year. In fact, I couldn't even get, so and the, we have an even weirder structure. We have a five round draft and then a free agency draft after that. You can trade your, your, your draft slots. You can't trade your free agent slots. Um, mm-hmm. So you, I was trying to get like even a fifth round pick for him and I couldn't, I just had to straight up release him. Uh, that that was kind of a bummer. Although someone told me, he's like, Oh yeah, I would have traded you one before you was, well, you had your chance and you didn't. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: you got to love people like that in the league. Oh, I would have done that deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have a good
2: story with that. It's not roto related, but I mm-hmm. went to Northwestern and graduated two years before we went to the Rose Bowl. Uh, I was in law school oh, at man. the time, had a ticket lined up and a place to stay, but couldn't afford the flight out there. Um, mm-hmm. Literally, like seven or eight people after the fact, just oh, I would have lent you the money to fly oh. out there because you know I was getting, I was waiting for the loan check to come, and my parents were like, no, we're, we can't, we can't buy your ticket for you. I was like, uh yeah okay, I'll just watch it with my friends that, you know, the couple of friends that didn't get to go to the game, but every, and now I live in LA and everybody I know that didn't go to Northwestern still went to that game. Cause as you as LA, it was Northwestern versus USC and, and it was a novelty item. And you know, Oh, and my wife went to the game. She has no <laughs> Northwestern connection. She went to the game. Uh, oh, I bet Scott Jinstead year.
1: went to the game. Probably. What's that? I bet Scott Jinstead went he to the did. game. <laughs> as a matter of
2: fact, he did. Yeah. And, yeah not, not, not at all. Uh, he never reminds me of that either. So that's a, oh, it's all good.
1: Not at all. Speaking of uh, the Rose Bowl, now
2: that you live in the area, have you at least attended a Rose Bowl game? I've been to like three or four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. I have a, I have a, a, another Stanford buddy, and I've gone to a couple of his teams. I, in my, and actually, when my wife and I were dating, we went to Wisconsin-Stanford the year Ron Dean was still with oh, Wisconsin. Nice. So I've been to, I think, three Rose Bowls now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... I I'd, I'd go again. It's it's a great time. It's yeah, an told, and it's an incredible place.
1: I've told people that so many times. I've been there for two Wisconsin ones and it's an experience. Like you don't get you don't are get you a cheesehead? I'm kind of an like an adopted cheesehead. I've been lived in California my whole life, but I have a couple of great friends that live in Milwaukee and Madison. So I used to okay. go back once a year to Madison and uh, once I went to Camp Randall one time, it pretty much converted me. So, okay, cool. So where yeah. are you based? Where are you at? I'm about an hour south of Monterey.
2: Okay, cool. So I'm a
1: little little small small farming town in uh, King City, California.
2: Okay, cool. Off the 101. I, I, I've seen the signs for King City on that drive up. Uh, yep. up the you know uh, up the I think it's up the off the 101, right?
1: Yep, off the 101. So if you're heading towards Stanford, you're going right past us.
2: Yeah, there's like a I I think like if. You, you know the bus trip up there always stops at King City, if I recall correctly, or whatever. Yeah, there's correct? like three. There's like
1: three fast food places and a Starbucks all in the little parking lot. So they always the buses always stop there. I recall okay. that from our drive up north. <laughs> so yeah, that's my little world But that. Uh, the Rose Bowl, it's it's awesome. So 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 yeah. fun. Um, any other things on StrataMedic? I think we covered the basis of it. I think it's a great concept. I'm going to probably dig in some more and maybe start a little league for uh, some listeners or whoever just to kind of play get our baseball fix anything else you'd have on stratomatic
2: um on base is life make sure you get a lot of good on base guys it goes a long way um and then and just you get and, and make sure you get enough innings uh that that's always the thing it's any sim game you start to realize just the value of durability and getting enough innings and score sheets getting enough starting pitchers period and and in strat is just getting enough innings and trying to make, make sure you get that covered for you otherwise you're going to run into a world of hurt sometimes you get a it, it, depending on the league some we used to have a generic player we could put in that was you know bad innings guy you know it would always be like christy matthewson or some other you know for x player but with like a nine era or whatever you know he's great except he's dead so he's got a 90 ra so um you know and that that's the what you'd get to make up um so make sure uh, you put a little you know value on durability among you're starting pitchers
1: that's that's good to know you mentioned score sheet i've heard of score sheet i've heard of ootp out of the park uh baseball as well are are there anything that you could maybe like little quick hits on those that you mentioned i know everyone's going to try everything right now to
2: play i know the athletic is pumping
1: ootp all the time so Yeah. I I haven't played that yet.
2: Um, Heard. It's great. Heard. It's heard. It's fantastic. Uh, Would like to try that at some point score sheet. I love Uh, Jeff Barton and I, you know, he's another uh, California guy. He lives uh, North of the Bay area, North and East of the Bay area. But uh, I've been playing score sheet for over 10 years and it's a great game and that's contemporaneous. Uh, It's, it's, you know, it's simming, you know, basically the previous week's stats with your roster, um, and that that's a lot of fun, and that's where like you know getting the innings are super important for score sheet. But and again, on base matters more. Finding you know with with your relievers, you can you don't have to pay pay for the brand name closers because you're not chasing saves. You're just trying to find good pitchers, mm-hmm. and you know that, that, that's liberating. You know you can find a lot of unheralded relief gems when you're filling out the back end of your roster, uh, or and you try and you can pay attention to these guys getting called up. What do they throw? velocity is one of the things I, I, you know, I pay attention to, uh, John Maine, a really good score sheet player drove that point home. We do, I do a score sheet mock every year and he, he, uh, and another guy named Nate Stevens are the two best score sheet players. I know.
1: Nice. Um, if you had to pick one or the other for a brand new player, which one do you think is more easy to adapt to score sheet or stratomatic?
2: automatic? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, and, Score sheet can be a little bit a uh, little bit of daunting at first because I think the website's a little harder to navigate a little bit. Uh, I, I'm used to it, so I'm fine with it. Um, I think you know, score sheet's great because it's real time results. Strat's great because you know what they've done and you've got a lot of control and you're actually playing the games out. Uh, at least your home games and you can make the decision in game. Whereas score sheet, it's just a it's all uh, it's all an engine driving it. It's a sim engine driving. And it. it's great. It does the job. Uh, I, I, it's like cho- asking me between between choosing uh, tacos and beer. I like both. Got gotcha. you. And they go well together. Yes, so uh,
1: perfect, perfect combination there. So yeah, if anybody has any questions, obviously, you know, Jeff's around and other people, I know uh, Paul Spores, big in OTP, and there's a few other ones. So I'm just curious about, it. I'm going to keep digging in on it and I'm gonna, I'm going to end up playing something because I need baseball in my life. So that's just the way it's going to go. Um, but I want to ask you a couple fantasy questions before we uh, wrap up here. And I know people can listen to the Road to Wire podcast and get all the info from you. But I just wanted to get it here with the idea of a shortened season. Like, I'm trying to stay optimistic. I know you guys are as well. You know, maybe give me 100 games or something. I know the Long shot stuff here. But how are you approaching that right now? What's your kind of strategy on looking at players? And maybe, you know, we're going to start drafting again eventually. How are you? Yeah, what's your thought process?
2: So the last draft I did was last Wednesday, and that was an auto new league, which was a keeper league. Uh So it was filling in. Uh but Last full-time one was AL Tout Wars. And at that point, you know, it, it was two days after spring training facilities had closed. They had, And spring training hadn't been canceled yet. You know, it was a little mm-hmm. different. Uh We thought there was a chance. We didn't know the extent of this absence. So I didn't really change too much. You know, I assumed like guys like, you know, Verlander, I, and I did AL Taut, so Verlander, we get back a little sooner. This is before they actually announced his surgery, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I, I did. I actually did discount him a little bit, but others, you know, like I, Chris List targeted him. I wasn't actually targeting some of these guys. I did target uh, Jesus Lizardo a little bit because I figured that his fewer innings would matter less. That's one th- one adjustment I did make. Um, and I think you can do that with a lot of these guys. I think the difference between like Lizardo versus Lance McCullers, though, is McCullers didn't pitch at all last year, True. so I'm still going to discount him. I'm still going to discount AJ Puck because he had the shoulder issue too and limited innings last year. Whereas Lazardo was free flowing this spring, so that's the difference. Um, you know, as, as this goes longer, it's actually harder to handicap in a way because we don't know how big of a schedule it's going to be. There's some talk that they want to try to get 140 games. Others are like, well, we might not play till July. It might be 100. Might be 80 for all mm-hmm. we know. Frankly, I'll take 80. I'll take anything. Yes. At this I'll point, take anything really. as well. <laughs> but uh, so I, you know, I, I, you know, and the question on younger players can skew both ways. One that they might just say, "Okay, we need." It's a short season. We need to compete right now. The others are, well, you know, I'm going to try, try out this veteran, and we have a compressed schedule. And if he gets off to a good start, they may not even call up the prospect. So, you know, it, it's hard to handicap that. So I haven't changed a lot yet. I think there's a specific players here and there.
1: That, that's been my thing is I've heard the argument for the younger players get played more, but at the same time, it's like, do you really trust that they're going to, you know, come out guns blazing? Even Mike Trout struggled out the gate. Then they might, it might be a quicker hook to go back to the minors. Uh, so that could, right. that could be different as well. I, I think one fun argument like Matt Modica and others have talked about, because, um, you know, Jesus Lizardo, like you mentioned, is a popular name that's getting pushed up and for valid reasons uh, with the innings limit, not meaning that big of a difference. But some people are saying it kind of makes them even with some others where um, there's so much volatility that the elite pitchers aren't as elite anymore. Right. I kind of believe that elite pitchers are still even better because less, they, they, they have less air in what they do. How do you look at uh, maybe elite pitchers versus peak, uh, pitchers gaining more innings per se? Yeah.
2: I'm not changing for the most part. I mean, I'm adding Clevenger back to the elite uh, pile uh, and I'm, in a 15 teamer, if we do get a main event again, at some point, mm-hmm. I'm probably still going to be pretty fixated on getting an ace in the first two rounds, if possible, if it makes sense. I mean, here, here's the tricky part is if you've got a top three pick, I'm still going to take one of the top three hitters. I, that's probably yeah. not going to change. Uh but at pick four, I might be more inclined to take that ace instead of Bellinger or Burks. I know Bellinger is going back to the number four spot. I've seen in a lot of the uh, leagues that have been tweeted out since the shutdown. Um, I I think I'd be more inclined still to go with uh, DeGrom or Cole.
1: Yeah, I'm with you too. I think the elite of the elite are still going to uh, overpower the rest of those those other options there. Uh, Lu- Luis Robert, I like to just call him Lou Bob because I want to call him Robert. just seems appropriate, but it's not. Um, he's been a kind of volatile name right now. I've been I was looking at stuff over the weekend, and since the cancellation of spring and the, the postponement of the season, he's slowly dropping an ADP. But then, lo and behold, uh, NFPC tweets out the first six rounds of a DC oh, last night, yeah, and he went that. in the second round. What are you doing with a guy like Lou Bob? Oh, I, I, I'd ignore that pick. You know, outliers are outliers. <laughs> what was um, what was worse that or Starling Marte at two?
2: <laughs> Well, I heard the backstory <laughs> on that one. Did you yeah, hear so about that? I. Yeah, yeah. But like, have a drink beforehand. You have the second. Yeah, pick. <laughs> I mean, you've got the number two, two overall pick in the draft. And you said now's the time to walk away, and not yeah. have anybody in your queue. I, it almost sounds like a story they made up to cover the embarrassment. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I was you know, funny thing is I got him uh, Luis Robert in the FSGA draft back in January. It was like maybe less, no more than a week after he had signed the extension, but it was like the ninth round still on a 14 teamer. So I thought that it was still a reasonable cost. The cost has graduated to non-reasonable levels since then, in my opinion. And I've also kind of personally cooled off a little bit because I feel like uh batting average might be a concern. So I, I, I am Burger King. I'm trying to have it both ways. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think that I'm going to get any anymore unless his price keeps dropping quite a bit. But you know, the, 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 I think the reason being is that it, that and batting order are the concerns with me. He could be batting eighth, for the White mm-hmm. Sox, and I, I don't want him there. Uh, not 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 at the price of 60 to 70 to 80 overall. Yeah, it
1: goes back to last year's argument with uh,
2: Victor Robles batting eighth and people
1: uh, dropping him down to like around the 80s to 100 pick. And people thought that was crazy. I think that's the comparison I'm trying to go with for now and see where, where that goes. Uh, when do you feel like you're going to start dipping your toe back in the draft waters? Uh, do you want to wait for a kind of announcement on a structured season? Or are you going to kind of get the itch here pretty soon?
2: I'm going to get one more online championship in before the deadline. I'm going to try to do a beat Jeff Erickson too, uh on the road. To, and I think the deadline is still April 15th on that. So I'll get one in before that, but I, I wanted to kind of take a pause myself, mm-hmm. uh, especially because I had three drafts immediately after the shutdown. Did Yahoo friends and family had tout wars and then had an Otter new draft last week. So I kind of wanted to just, let everything settle but you know i i want to support greg and tom too for the npc they do great stuff and you know there there has been there was previously a demand for uh, another beach f erickson draft so i think i'll probably get that scheduled by the end of the week Here i'll figure that out sometime in april i'll do that and then whenever they schedule the mains i'll still do that i've got another home league we're waiting we're waiting for uh so and then uh another reserve you know and then another resume a keeper league draft too so i've got a lot still on my plate but uh you know, I'll get I'll get back into it a little bit more, and then oh, I almost forgot. So mm-hmm. uh, Derek Van Riper, our, our former RotoWire right. guy now with the Athletic, he did this. something for football called the Pentathlon. Mm-hmm. He's going to do the baseball triathlon, where we do an AL auction, an NL auction, and a mix auction. Scott Jensen and I are teaming up together to do a uh, to own the franchise together, um, and we'll figure, we're we're going to split up the labor there. So I'm adding more to my more leagues to my plate this year. Just what you needed,
1: Jeff. More leagues. No, no yep. nothing wrong with that. But I think that's a phenomenal. I heard you and Scott talking about that. Uh, DVR comes up with just genius ideas. Oh yeah, uh, with, like the pentathlon was uh, was an awesome idea, and then this triathlon. It, it's, uh, I think it's sneaky good. Sneaky, yeah. sneaky and, good. and
2: let's not forget too. He's you know for our entry fees are all going towards a food kitchen that he's trying to support it for charity. So in these Perfect. times, so again, he's a real one. He's a good dude, and he came up with yet another good idea. Yep. No, he's awesome. And then it
1: goes to a good cause is even better. So I'm all about that. Last question I have for you. This is more just a fun question. Doesn't have to be fantasy related. You as a Reds fan, I've been, and me as a non-Reds fan, as a Giants fan, I've actually loved what the Reds have done this offseason. I really liked, you know, they have kind of a decent staff and the offense is just huge. Obviously we don't get 162 games, but when we, we kick things off again, what's your optimism
2: with this club in the NL Central? I mean, getting off to a good start is ever more important, right? And it, yep. the Reds learned that lesson last year when they started off one and eight. Uh, I, I just they they went out and tried to acquire more offense. I hope it's enough. I, I still see shortstop and catcher as being weak spots, and you know, frankly, first base. Unless Joey, I, I hope Joey Votto's got something left in the tank and he can recover. That that's like the big one for me. Uh, I love the pitching. I love the pitching coach. I like that they added Kyle body to their staff. That they, they added all sorts of technology at their, 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 camp and all that. So I'm excited about what they did. And I, I'm also encouraged by the fact, lack of improvement by the Cubs and the Cardinals in the division mm-hmm. and Milwaukee. We'll see what they, if what they did is an improvement or just turning over. And then there's Pittsburgh who's just sitting in the corner, fleeing poo, <laughs> not trying to do anything. Um, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I feel bad for Pirates fans because they're. Mm. Let's face it, Pittsburgh and Cincy are very similar as franchises. Uh, you know, similar uh, financial backgrounds, uh, franchise, city size, all that sort of stuff. I don't really hate on them. Uh, although they hate on the Steelers, but that's another story. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's, you have a when you have an owner that just refuses to invest in his product and then complains about not being able to compete. I just. Don't get me started, but anyways, it's a good time to to try to be to be trying in this division. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's you know the Cubs might be showing some weaknesses here and there. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, they've got some interesting young outfielders, but they've also got a lot of question marks.
1: Yeah, the, the Cardinals didn't really you know improve their offense a ton unless the youth shows up, and uh, the Cubs eventually got to start paying some guys or trading them. So it's going to be real interesting in, in those respects. And I, I echo your thoughts on the Pirates. Like there was a point
2: there where they had such a good team and they just let it all go. So that's Yeah, a, and a the, and of course, the one time they go for it, they have they they make the Chris Archer trade. And one of the worst yeah. trades ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> horrible. But all right, Jeff, we'll
1: wrap it up on that note. Uh, why don't you let everybody know what you have going on at Roadwire that they can uh, keep occupied, their fancy baseball itch.
2: Sure. Uh, we're still cranking out the content. Uh, I've got a FOMO article that's going to be going up soon. i got to finish writing that up. Uh, had a little bit of writer's block for about a week, but I'm cranking now. Um, and then uh, Todd Zoll is still doing regular work. Uh, a lot of articles up on the site. James Anderson is still cranking out the the article uh, prospect articles. We still have five podcasts a week for baseball, uh, and one with Alan Harrison just went up today, so you guys can check that out too. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy it. And of course, football is still cranking there on RotoWire too. So RotoWire.com/free get your free 10-day trial if you're not already a subscriber there. Hopefully, you like it so much uh you want to subscribe but check it out give it a, give it a whirl
1: yeah i like got told uh james and the others that have joined me uh before i've been a subscriber since my college days, so well over wow. a decade now um, thank you very much appreciate you no problem i told people like the stuff the content's great the people are great so yeah like, try the trial out you you won't regret it like it, it's good stuff but uh jeff we will uh, have to do this again once we have a, a set season in play and talk some real fantasy baseball sounds like a plan All right, everybody, this is Bench with episode 266 with Jeff Erickson. Catch you guys later.